Welcome to Hope Talks, Stories of Transformation. Hope Talks is a project of David's United Church of Christ in Canal Winchester, Ohio, and dedicated to providing stories with different perspectives of hope. This is Patty Houston Holm. My guest today is Bob Bavard. He's a retired high school teacher who does mountain biking. One of Bob's Facebook friends says he's more than a mountain biker. In a recent post, she wrote, I always knew you were a daredevil, but had no idea you were a cycling philanthropist. Today, we're going to find out a bit more about Bob, this sport of mountain biking, and what this philanthropy thing is all about. Bob is talking to us from his home in Licking County. So hi, Bob. First of all, tell us how you got started with mountain biking and when. Hey, Patty, how you doing? I started in mountain biking about 26 years ago. I was uh, teaching school uh, still at the time. And one of my former students who I had taken uh, out to ride dirt bikes uh, many years earlier, uh, came back from college and said, have you tried mountain biking? Well, I, I wasn't interested. It seemed like way too much work and not near as exciting as a dirt bike would be. And so I wasn't that interested. And but he persisted and convinced me that I should at least give it a try. And so that was again, uh, I was I was 44 years old at the time. And uh, I, I, I bought a fairly inexpensive mountain bike and I loved it right off the bat. And I've been riding ever since then. So um, I actually ride most of the time on my own property. I've built trails in our woods and I've also built two what are called jump lines. In other words, it's a series of jumps that, uh, that you're able to do. I have two jump lines. One of them has 11 jumps in it and the other one has seven jumps in it. But the, uh, the, they're just part of the trail system. So I ride there a lot, but I'm also able to go just about a half a mile from my house. And there's uh, about 300 acres. Uh, it's called the Forey Preserve and it's in Heath, Ohio. But tomorrow I'll be riding at Horns Hill in Newark, Ohio. Uh, yesterday, three of us went to Chillicothe and rode um, at a state park called Great Seal State Park. and. Uh, it's about 1,400 acres. It's a very detailed uh, mountain biking place and has a tremendous amount of elevation there. So, um, but I, I've, I've ridden all over the country and hope to continue to do so. So how do you describe your passion for mountain biking? I mean, What's this experience like for you? Are you are you a daredevil or is it just kind of something usual? <laughs> well, I have to confess that I kind of have a history of doing extreme sports. Um, I started racing motorcycles when I was about 21 years old and I've done extreme 
water skiing. I used to jump uh, over a hundred feet, uh, water ski jump. Um, I, I still barefoot water ski. I still do dirt biking. And uh, more recently I took up uh, a sport called e-foiling, which uh, that's, that's a relatively new sport. Uh, and it involves a something like a surfboard that has a, a, a hydrofoil on it, which means uh, after you get going so fast, the, the board actually lifts up out of the water. It's got a, it's got a motor on it and uh, it'll go up to 25 miles an hour. So yes, uh, I've enjoyed challenging sports of that nature uh, for about 50 years. And, uh, uh, but for me, the mountain biking by far, it, it, of all the sports I've done, it, it is the most satisfying. It, it, it actually, you know, is emotionally satisfying. Uh, when you are mountain biking, you are 100% focused on the challenges that lie before you. You don't have time to be thinking about or worrying about your everyday problems. And uh, when I taught school, that was a tremendous release. When I would get home, if I was stressed out from a rough day, I could jump on that mountain bike and before you know it, you've forgotten all about those kinds of things. But a couple of the other neat things about mountain biking is it's very, it's very social. Uh, you can talk while you're mountain biking, while you're climbing up a hill, your buddies who are in front of you and behind you uh, can hear you. Uh, whereas if you're on a dirt bike or something like that, you, there's no talking. Uh, it's all, it's too noisy, but, it's, um, it's physically very challenging. Um, and it's also just rewarding to be out in the fresh air. Again, I mountain bike year round, uh, mountain bike today. Um, but you know, it's, it's great to be breathing fresh air when you go places like in Utah, if you, um, you see some of the most beautiful scenery you get out away from just the beaten path where everyone else is and you'll get to see parts of uh, um, you know the surroundings that that you would never get to experience if you were just walking because you can travel 20 or 30 miles and be out into uh, the parts of nature that most people never get to see and, you know, in the mountains of Colorado, it's just absolutely amazing. I'm, you might see an elk, you might see a bear. Um, so it's very satisfying on a whole lot of different levels. Uh, any state that you go to in the United States, there, there are mountain biking trails. Even in Florida, which is relatively flat, um, there are good mountain biking trails. It, it's such a a uh, popular sport and it continues uh, to grow. Um, new trails keep popping up there, um, everywhere you look. So it's one of those sports that uh, doesn't seem to be uh, going away. So, uh, so anyway, it's just, it is just a wonderful sport in a lot of different ways. So full disclosure, Bob and I graduated from high school together. 
That was about 50 years ago. I remember Bob uh, barefooting. So Bob, how do people react that someone your age is doing all these jumps and, uh, you know, uh, out doing this sport? And how many older people really do this? Well, there are there are more and more older people um, that are doing these kinds of sports, but I'm one of very few people my age who are doing it at the level that I do it at. Uh, the jumps that I do in some cases are 30 feet, maybe 35 feet. And a lot of times people look at me and are shocked when they find out my age. And a lot of people who are maybe 50 years younger than me might not do some of the jumps that I do. Uh, but the really cool thing about it is almost everybody says to me, that's awesome. It's great. You're an inspiration to me. I hope that I can be doing this kind of thing when I'm your age. So, you know, it, it, it is uh, somewhat unusual, but my thoughts are that if you're willing to stay in shape and exercise um, uh, some good judgment as you progress, uh, that you can keep doing this uh, uh, as you get older. So, Bob, I remember uh, seeing you barefoot with water skiing and people called you barefoot Bob. So do people have a nickname for you now as you're doing mountain biking? Well, one of the, I seem to have a collection of nicknames, <laughs> but the most common one that, that I got tagged with is Big Drop Bob. Uh, and that comes from a drop is uh, usually instead of a jump, it's more of like jumping off of a cliff. Uh, you ride out on a flat platform and then drop down onto the trail. And one of the first things that I built up at Horns Hill 13 years ago was a, a wooden drop that it's, it's about eight or nine feet high, but by the time you actually touch down, you may have jumped you know, 12 or 15 feet. And so, uh, you know, when people have seen me do that drop, uh, when a lot of folks wouldn't try it, uh, that's where my nickname came from. They said like, wow, you know, that's, that's pretty crazy. So they started calling me Big Drop Bob back then. And that's kind of stuck with me some. Have you ever met anyone older than you who does this? Well, that's interesting. Just yesterday, three of us were uh, riding. Uh, we went down to Chillicothe. That's about an hour and a half from Newark. And uh, the state park there, like I said, is, is very extensive. But uh, a guy came over to talk to us in the parking lot. And it was obvious that he was an older guy and got to talking and, and, uh, so I said something to him, I, are you going to enter the race that, that's going to be down here? And he said, ah, probably not. And I said, well, what if there was a 60 plus class? He said, well, I might consider it then. And I said, well, how old are you? 
He said, well, I'm 76 years old. Well, the two guys that were with me started laughing because they said, what? That never happens. We very seldom run into somebody that's older than you, Bob. And I, you know, I agree with that. But we occasionally run into older people. Um, and uh, I think I see a little more of it all the time. Um, one time, Aaron and I ran into a guy out in Arizona that was riding. We stopped and talked to him and he was 80 years old. And so there are there are a few of us out there. Uh, again, not a lot of people are doing 35 foot jumps at my age, but um, we still do have some, you know, older guys that are that are doing it. Uh, my one buddy's about 55, which is, uh, you know, an older age for for doing the extreme stuff. So. So you mentioned Aaron. I know she's been your partner for quite some time. Does she and uh, do other do women do this sport? Oh, absolutely. Um, yes, Aaron um, mountain bikes, but at a, you know, much more kind of just, you know, conservative level. She's more riding the trails, not no, not doing any of the jumps, but she's a good rider. Uh, but we do have, it's, it's, it's uh, interesting, more and more, uh, if you go someplace like Snowshoe, West Virginia, uh, for the summer during the mountain biking, um, a place like that becomes a mountain biking um, uh, mecca during the summers. Uh, the lifts are set up so that you actually load your mountain bike on the lift at the bottom of the hill and the lift takes your bikes up and then you get in the chair lift behind or the, the chair behind the bikes and they unload your bikes at the top and you grab your bike and then you just do downhill mountain biking. But this summer, I would say maybe as much as 10 to 15% of the riders were female. Now, when I first started, uh, doing downhill mountain biking. You just saw, you know, maybe one or two women out there, not too many, um, but it's growing and, and you, you see more and more women. Now, let me try to explain, Patty, the difference between cross-country mountain biking and downhill mountain biking. Cross-country mountain biking is just going out and riding trails. And there are trail systems all over the United States. And, you know, they'll have some obstacles, some rocks, some roots, some challenges. But downhill mountain biking is uh, you have a, a bigger bike with more suspension. And it's for going fast, very fast downhill. They're not good for pedaling back up the hill because they're so heavy and they're not geared for it so downhill mountain biking is the extreme kind of mountain biking where you're doing jumps and going over big rocks and in some cases what's called a rock garden there might be a whole like maybe 200 yards or more of just rocks that you're riding through so but uh, snowshoe west virginia has a little bit of everything but uh yeah this last summer maybe the COVID brought some of it out, but my goodness, uh, it, there were a, 
uh, a lot of women riding, a, size, a sizable increase in the number of females that are, that are mountain biking, which is really cool to see. So the kind of mountain biking you do sounds pretty dangerous. Have you ever been hurt? Yes, it can be dangerous. And, and have I been hurt? Yes, I've had a few minor injuries from mountain biking. But as I mentioned, I, I do train. Um, I do total body workout. Um, I, I, I strengthen my core. I strengthen my lower body. I strengthen my, I do upper body workouts and I do yoga. And so a workout for me might be an hour and a half to two hours long, but I think it's really important uh, to stay really physically fit doing this kind of sport because you're going to crash. You are going to eventually um, crash. And when you do, uh, if you are physically fit and somewhat uh, flexible, uh, you have a much uh, greater chance of not getting injured. But the other thing that I do and totally believe in, when I'm downhill mountain biking, I wear total body armor. So I wear a full-faced helmet, which means there's protection in front of your face. Uh, I wear a complete uh, set of pads that you uh, that looks like you're some kind of a uh, like you're going into battle or something because there's pads on your chest, there's pads on your shoulders and your elbow and your forearm, and I mean I wear padded shorts underneath my pants. I wear knee pads that go from above my knees clear down to to my shoes so uh, it can be dangerous uh, I try to I'm I would say I'm very fortunate in that I've had very few injuries there have been a lot of times where I've crashed and just got up and went hmm I guess I'm okay uh, the pads did their job and uh, you know I but I do try to minimize crashing I really do I I I uh, crash a lot less than some people probably because I'm not willing to do something that is out of my uh, comfort zone. So, Bob, I mentioned earlier that some of your friends call you the biking philanthropist. Uh, and you had talked about Horns Hill in Newark, Ohio, but I understand you also get your fingers dirty and you actually create these trails. Uh, you're not just riding on them, but you're building them for other people. Uh, I, I'm certain you want to be a bit humble about that, but can you just talk a little bit more about what you're doing as far as building the trails? Sure. Yeah. Well, it, I'm very fortunate in that we have a small woods here on, on our property. And I also only about I'm I'm about a half a mile from the 300 acres in Heath called the Forey Preserve and so I've built trails at, at my house but I've also built helped build some of the trails over at the Forey Preserve that started clear back 20 some years ago uh, I like to give back to the sport I like to you know uh, I've done a lot of trail maintenance and building the thing that's kind of cool about mountain biking is that it, that's where it taps into the creative part. When you get ready to build trails, it's almost like you have a blank canvas 
and it's kind of artistic. You get to, you know, you can look at it a thousand different ways, but you, you, in the end, you get to decide what you're going to do, how you're going to build it. And, and then you get the satisfaction of riding it and seeing how much fun it is. But, uh, so then I, okay. So my first 10 years of riding, I did cross country mountain biking and I raced and it was fun. But then at age 54, I said, I'm going to try this downhill. It looks really exciting and more like what I'm used to with the dirt bike, uh, you know, faster and more challenging. So I started downhill mountain biking at age 54. And shortly thereafter, I said, I'd like to build some downhill trails and Horns Hill in Newark would be the perfect place to do that. And uh, so I actually was fortunate in that I had shared that with the local bike shop, a uh, guy that owns a local bike shop, shop, the bike doctor. And by coincidence, the parks director for the city of Newark walked into his store one day and said, hey, we'd like to get somebody to build some mountain biking trails up at Horns Hill. And uh, Sean said, I know just the guy for you. So Sean let me know, and then I got a hold of the parks director, and that's how it started 13 years ago. And and it was done. Uh, I pretty much, um, you know, paid for the uh, excavators that were used up there. Um, I also uh, found a guy that was really good at operating an excavator and he happened to be unemployed at the time and and he would come and work with me for the whole weekend I'd put him up at my house and feed him and and then I would provide the machine and and we uh, we worked all summer uh, that first year on the weekends and and uh, it was pretty much out of my back out of my pocket but we were able to keep the expenses fairly low and uh, we got quite a bit done, uh, you know, but uh, then didn't do any more of that kind of building then. Uh, well, we did some the next year, but then we, we kind of, I kind of quit building up there until most recently when the city of Newark has now a more progressive uh, administration, more progressive mayor. And I got to talking to the uh, city service director about building more trails up there at Horns Hill. And, and that they were very receptive to it. So uh, we started, uh, we had a lot of meetings, but then uh, we opened the uh, 5013C uh, through the Licking County Foundation, which is uh, um, a local uh, organization that does a lot of uh, philanthropic type uh, ventures. There's a lot of people who donate to that organization. So, but we started it, we got opened an account I threw some money into the count to get it started. And then um, it just kind of started. Somebody else threw some money in. And then we started, uh, I start, we started going around and talking to different people and, and uh, doing some fundraising. And, and then uh, I, I had one mini excavator and uh, we brought the guy back that, that helped me 12 years, 13 years ago, he came back and, and kind of started helping build again. And this time he's a, he's a professional trail builder now. So um, 
and he came back and anyway it kept growing and we've raised over $120,000 this year and we have uh, doubled the amount of trails that are up there at Horns Hill, maybe more than doubled, and we're still not finished. Uh, it's exciting. People are coming from out of state. People are coming, driving two and a half hours at times from Cincinnati or Cleveland, and they're happy to do so. They, they're thrilled. We'll sometimes have 75 riders show up on a, a given day uh, to ride the trails that we've created. So it's really cool to give back to the sport. It's really, um, if it's, it's very satisfying to know that, uh, you're helping, uh, helping other people find this really enjoyable sport. So Bob, I did a little research and the international mountain biking association says there are more than 33,000 trails over 115,000 miles in the United States. How many miles are there out at Horns Hill? At this time, I think we might be somewhere between 12, maybe, maybe 12 to 14 miles. It's not, it's, there's not a lot of mileage there because this is more downhill. This is downhill mountain biking. So the runs are not long, they're relatively short, but they're packed full of features. Lots of jumps and berms and, and uh, different kinds of uh, uh, jumps, and, but uh, some drops, um, rock, some rocks and such. So it's not so much the, how many miles of trails there are there, uh, whereas, you know, it, it's, it's but there, there is a fair amount of mileage there, but it's not like some of the other, the cross country trails, it's more like how many miles? Okay, well, there's 25 miles here, but it's not the same for downhill. I don't know how many miles are, for example, at Snowshoe, West Virginia, uh, because it's more like how many trails are there? <laughs> so we have about 10 trails up there at Horns Hill right now. Okay, so the theme of these podcasts is hope. And this is especially appropriate coming off of the COVID-19 pandemic year of 2020. What can you, as we're concluding here, tell us about your hopes and advice for others to find it in general, not necessarily with mountain biking, but just in general, your philosophy in life? Well, it's... It's important that you find something that you really love, something that you can stay enthusiastic about, uh, something that gives you a reason to be excited. And not just the riding, not just riding mountain bikes is exciting and, and it, for me, but, but creating the trails and knowing that they'll be there for maybe many generations to share that's that's cool it, it feels like you're leaving something a legacy that uh, you know when i have passed and 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 you know uh, the other generations behind me will take these trails and make them even better and 
add to them and and uh, but it provides people with really healthy outlet um so much um so much better than sitting around and just watching television or playing uh some kind of video game it gives people a reason to get out and breathe fresh air and get their heart rates up and you know it's just it feels good to know that i'm contributing to that and yeah, uh, you know, I love it. It 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 has added tremendously to my life to to have mountain biking in it. So thank you, Bob, for sharing. Uh, you've given us some really good examples of how you've been able to find passion and excitement and overcome different struggles. So I wish you many more safe and exciting days of writing. Well, thank you, Patty. It's been really uh, fun to share this with you, and I hope that uh, uh, that other people can can uh, find uh, you know this sport or something like that uh, that can keep them excited about life. I am Patty Houston Holm. Our guest today has been Bob Avard in Licking County, Ohio. Thank you for listening to this segment of Hope Talks. I hope you join us again. And please encourage others to listen and check out other David's United Church of Christ programs at davidsucc.net. It is our hope that your day is filled with hope. Music